is Strictly John Keith. Strictly John Keith on City Talk 105.9. Hello, I'm John Keith and welcome to Strictly John Keith on City Talk 105.9. My studio guest is, quite simply, one of the finest right-backs in the history of Liverpool Football Club. A player plucked from crew by Graham Souness, pitched into a potentially daunting debut at Manchester United, but one who swiftly rose to the challenge with talents that won England recognition. Sadly, though, injury forced him to hang up his boots at 27, but he's since proved an astute businessman in a field you might find surprising, and he's now written and published a frank and forthright biography. It's a warm welcome to Rob Jones. Rob, thanks for coming up the city tower ah, no for the first Thank you. time. Yeah, for the first time. And, and windy, windy yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's great to see you again. I haven't seen you, in fact, since you were playing, so that's a long time Yeah, it's ago. a long time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Well, your book is fascinating. It's titled Robbed, My Liverpool Life, The Rob Jones Story. And later in the show, I'll give uh, people full details of how they can buy it. But in the introduction, Rob, I mentioned mm. your England appearances, but I gather you were born in Wrexham and you played for Wales at schoolboy level, didn't you? That's right. Uh, well, yeah, I was obviously uh, I was born in Wrexham, but... Uh, we never actually, you know, lived over in Wales. It was always English schoolboys. So, you know, yeah. when I sort of had the choice of uh, England or Wales, for me, it was always uh, England. Because yes. I was brought up in England and, uh, yeah. you know, went to English schools. So it was merely the technicality of being over the border and being born in a that's, hospital. That's all it was, really. Yeah, that's all it was. Yeah, you know, all my family are English as well. So uh, it wasn't really much of a, a you know, a choice no. for me. You know, brought up in England and... As far as I'm concerned, I am English. So. Yeah, yeah. Your granddad, of course, Bill Jones, he was a fine player for Liverpool in England. Yeah. He played full-back, centre-half, inside-forward, a man of many talents, and he, he helped them win the league title in 1947. And later, as you mention in the book, he became a club scout and spotted a certain player some people might have heard mm. of called Roger Hunt, didn't he, amongst others. So he was no bad uh, rec- recogniser of talent, was he really? That's right, yeah. I mean, the only little story that he told me there was uh, he, uh, Roger Hunt was playing for a, a team in Stockton Heath, mm. which, funny enough, is where I'm like, living in that area now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he spotted him and uh, obviously spotted a good talent because uh, Roger went on to win... You know, World Cup medal, and uh, it was a great servant for Liverpool. Absolutely, one of the great figures of their history. Yeah. Um, you you talk in the book obviously about how your granddad took you to Anfield for the first time. I think you were eight. Yeah. Do you recall those early days? Going yeah, you can. Anfield? You can recall some memories. I mean, when you you sit in there, you know, the, the atmosphere and the crowd. You know, you know, if you've been to a, a, a live Premier League uh, match. You know, it, it, you remember it, don't you? Yes. You know, it gets you. Yes. It's the it's the uh, getting out of the car and walking to the stadium uh, with your granddad or your dad or whoever and you know being packed in the crowds yeah. and uh, it is, it's a it's a great atmosphere and uh, those early days were great to go and watch them and it's nice now you know I, I had the chance you know to take my son Declan and, and do the same thing and oh, you can see when I first took him his little face you know because <laughs> bringing him through the crowds and yeah. uh, it's, it's the whole atmosphere and isn't it being recognized by people yeah, exactly. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I think now the kids were uh, very, very young, you see. So, uh, you know, they, I don't even think they think I was a footballer. You know, no, I'm just dad no. to them. <laughs> <laughs> but your granddad, uh, of course, w- w- was a fine player. And he was also, we must say, decorated for his uh, bravery in the Second World War. But you say in the book that he was so modest and humble about what he did that it was difficult to 
get him to tell anecdotes and stories. Yeah, it's true. I know it might sound uh, stupid, but no, that's, that's the way. That's the, exactly the way he was. You know, mm. he, he was a lovely man. He was. Yeah, he was, he was a gentleman, a true gentleman, and. Um, you know, if you used to ask him, you know, certain uh, questions about his time, yeah, he would tell you some little stories, but wouldn't go into it too much. But you know, he was pretty similar to me. You know, he got the chance to uh, play for Liverpool, and uh, you know, he was honoured too. Yes, he certainly was. Yeah, uh, and as as I said, he helped them win the title in '47, and then played in the the 1950 FA Cup final against Arsenal. Right. But um, we've talked that you were born in Wrexham, but that was the technicality of going to a hospital over the border. But you grew up in Ellesmere Port, yeah? That's Just right. Tell us, tell us about the early days, Rob. Yeah, I was uh, um, brought up in Ellesmere Port, um, went to uh, Meadow Junior School in Ellesmere Port where uh, we had a good little football team there and a cricket team and, uh, you know, won quite a few things early doors then. But then when I moved up to uh, Whitby Comprehensive, that was, uh, it was more of a rugby school, so they yeah. didn't have a football team. So yeah. I think, you know, we had a, a quite a good, football team so after the first couple of years I think a bit of pressure from uh, <laughs> parents and that yeah. they uh, we, we had a football team and uh, and did okay there my Sunday uh, league was uh, playing for Ellesmere Port Youth Centre that's how I was then spotted uh, was that the one crew. called Polygon yeah it was yeah. Polygon and then it, it changed its name yeah. to Ellesmere Port yeah. Youth Centre so and that was when um, I got the chance to play against crew in one game and uh and Dario spotted me then. I see. But before we get to that, um, you recount in the book you had you had health problems. You had m- terrible migraines. Mm. I don't know whether people pronounce it migraines or migraines, but yeah. you had them, and also asthma as well. Which also you say even at Liverpool you still had the aftermath of. Yeah, I, at Liverpool I had uh, an inhaler, but I wouldn't say the a- asthma uh, mm. affected me that much to be honest. Mm. Uh, but yeah, going back to the migraines mm. when I was, uh, you know, young at school, I used to miss a lot of time off school. Uh, these migraines just, just hit me for no reason, and I could have be in bed for two or three yeah. weeks, really, really yeah. ill. You know, I, I was having tests. Mum and Dad thought, you know, there was a big problem there. Um, but eventually, I think I was about ten or eleven years of age, just completely disappeared. Yes, and, uh, as they often do. Yeah, my daughter had exactly that problem. Yeah. Miss school. Yeah, mm. and you, you see stars and lights and everything, yeah. don't you? Yeah, and constantly mm. being sick and yes. that. So it, yes. it, it's, it's a bad time. You know, at that age, you don't want to be missing. You know, school, no. even if it's to play football. So. <laughs> no. no, so great for you that the thing just disappeared. But but the asthma became controllable, did it? Yeah, with an inhaler and that, mm. and uh, usually if you used to get a bad chest, the, the asthma used to affect a little bit, but nothing that any uh, ever affected any of my games or, mm. or playing or anything like that. I wouldn't say no. Right. Now, um, I hadn't realised, Rob, until I was doing some preparation for this show that you didn't score a goal for Liverpool. You must be the only one that doesn't amount to it. There we are. I hadn't realised. But in the book, you say that um, you were a a midfield, you were a box-to-box player. You like getting forward, you scored goals. This is for uh, Meadow Junior and Whitby Comprehensive. So, you know, I wonder why that uh, you never managed that. I don't know, maybe it just wasn't meant to be. I mean, you know, I got (laughs) forward loads of times. Uh, You know, me and Steve McManaman on the right-hand side used to, you know, go well together. And, you know, I definitely had the chances. I mean, I must have hit the crossbar post a couple of times, you know, had shots cleared off the line. So I was definitely getting forward and having the chances. But as you say, it just, just didn't happen. And... The amount of times that all the fans used to say they put a pound on me at because uh, I think I was like fifty. Because <laughs> the odds of you getting yeah, I think I was like fifty-five to one in most games. So, you know, they all say it was definitely worth a pound, but uh, obviously at the end of the day, it wasn't worth a pound, was it? Because uh, never got that goal. No. 
So I suppose you could sympathise with Tony Hibbert recently, who went all those games for Everton, and then he scored in a friendly match recently, didn't he, at Goodison? That's and right. And I think the whole, I think he'd won the World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, people say, what would you done if you had scored? But I think I'd probably just ran straight off the pitch and uh, into the changing rooms, and that was <laughs> yeah. it, career yeah. finished. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you mentioned Steve McManaman. He's done the forward to your book, and mm. he says, talking about you, he's the finest player ever to have represented Liverpool Football Club and not score a goal. <laughs> But you did come close because um, our great producer, Carlos Woodward, has told us just before we came on air, you hit one against Leeds at the inside of the post. Yeah. The, and you just recounted one. Tell us about that one against Manchester City. Yeah, it was at Manchester City. It was, a, it was at Main Road and uh, it must have been uh, within the six-yard box and the Rushy passed it to me. And uh, as I hit the shot, it went under the goalkeeper but sort of trickled onto the line and just stopped dead on the line. It was like the whole game had stopped <laughs> and I was just waiting for it just to, you know, another yeah. uh, inch and it was in. And uh, one of the City defenders came and cleared it off the line. I just remember Rushy looking at me as if to say, you know, you're never going to score, are you? You know, that was the best chance you're ever going to have. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Now, when uh, sort of when you were eight and upwards and your granddad had changed the game, who were your early Liverpool heroes? Yeah, definitely Kenny Dogleash. Yes. Uh, you know, Phil Neal was a... Uh, another one for me as well. Uh, he was a great servant for Liverpool yeah. and the amount of games he played and uh, he was a, a great player. But for me, yeah, it was Kenny Dogleash uh, growing yeah. up. Not a bad role model. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> exactly. Now you said Dario Grady, that great man of football, he spotted you playing for Ellesmere yeah. for yeah. the school, was yeah. it? Yeah, no, for the Ellesmere Football. For the, the Sunday League youth side, uh, yeah. side, yeah. And um, we had a game uh, against Crew in Crew and... Uh, he he was there watching, and uh, after the game, he he approached my mum and dad and uh, said, "Would I come, you know, you know, for some training sessions and see how I got on?" So, mm. just sort of went from there. Really, yeah, I went for uh, training uh, once or twice a week, and then they decided to uh, obviously source something in me and yeah. sign schoolboy forms for them. Yeah, and I think you signed. Did you sign pro at seventeen? Did you? Yeah, yeah. I signed pro, but I played in the first team at sixteen when I was actually still at school. Oh, I'm thinking. Were you the youngest to play for them? In the uh, not. No, I think no. there was. Uh, there was one. Was there? Was younger. Um, right. Quite a few years before. Right. But, um, but certainly but one of the youngest. I mean, to to still be at school and to, to play in the first team. Uh, I think there was about five games uh, at the end of the season, and uh, crew were like in the middle of the table, so I had nothing to play for, and we'd had a good run in the youth cup team and mm. in the side then and uh, Dario decided to you know give one or two young players a go and I was lucky enough that he gave me a go when yeah. I was still at school which was uh, was was brilliant for me and at that st stage were you still playing in midfield uh he played me at right back that was oh, one of the he? I was that was probably one of the first times that I'd, I'd played right back because in the youth team I was playing like a sweeper center half oh, or you know, right midfield. Yeah. So that was the, probably one of the first times I played at right back and uh, it just seemed to stick then. So he'd seen something in you that... <laughs> that's what Dario says. Yeah. You know, I think that's what he's good at. You know, oh, he's you know, fantastic, isn't you, he? You know, you might say, oh, no, I'm a, I'm a centre midfielder and after a few games you'll say, no, you're not. You're a, yeah. I can see you as a right back. And, and his uh, track record's fantastic, isn't it? You only have to look at don't you, at the, oh. the players that he's, yes. you know, he's brought up. Big clubs have let, you know, like yeah. Neil Lennon, for example, yeah. Manchester yeah. City, yeah. let him go and yeah. uh, came to crew and Daddy O turned him into a, a great player. And exactly. he, he did that with so many players. David yeah. Platt, you know, yeah. you, can, you can name lots, can't you? There's a lad waiting in the wings now, man, you Powell, isn't there? Yeah. Signed from crew. Yeah. He looks very good, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Yes. yeah. Big yes. and strong and he can mm. score goals. So. Yeah. 
And he's a he's a great football man, Dario. One of the greatest ever, I would say. Isn't yeah, he? I mean, you know, I, I went to Crew last time. I went probably about six months ago, and he's still there. Yeah. Most nights in the freezing weather, coaching the kids. You yeah. know, he's just football through and through, he's and incredible. and and he loves it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Crew are lucky to have someone like that. Oh, he's been there. I think he's been there since Boadicea was around. He's been there. He's so been long. there a long time, hasn't he? Yeah. I can't remember when he wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So your progress at Crew uh, was was very very swift, wasn't it? Really. Um, yeah, because as we as you say, we got a good run in the uh, in the youth cup. Um, I think we got to the quarterfinals, and it was Arsenal that knocked us out in the end. And then yeah, from from getting my debut then, you know, and just getting that experience, you know, around. Playing in the yeah. fourth fourth division as it was then. Yeah, I mean, it's that's just a, a great experience school, for me. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it was. I mean, I wasn't the the biggest built uh, football around. So yeah, you know, uh, my speed got me out of a few situations because you know fourth division was Oof. a bit you know kick and run, wasn't it? And uh, elbows so. flying and around. And the pitches you could be on an ice patch one week and a, a mud heap the next. And exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It was. So uh, w- would you say that was the the greatest schooling you could have had, really, in many ways? I think so. I mean, um, I'm so I'm glad that I got you know came through the crew ranks. Uh, yeah. You know, there's not many players that can that early get first team experience. Yes. Uh, and you know, Daddy will give me that chance, and uh, luckily I took it. I think I played four or five games that season, and yeah. uh, it just you know it just gives you that confidence Indeed. and experience for yeah. the rest of your career. I think. And you don't. It was at this stage, I take it, that well, be prior to that, you had the mm. choice, didn't you? Of playing for Wales Youth, which you took a big decision about. Yeah, at uh, at that age, uh, um, I was approached by uh, Wales and and England, and, mm. uh, and it wasn't really much of a decision, as I said earlier before, that you know I was um, brought up in England, England yeah. English school, and you know so um, decided, yeah, chose England, and uh, you know I was glad I did, and, and you had I got faith some experience. In your ability, of course. Yeah, well, exactly, and yeah. I, I had some good experience at the youth level as well. And you went on to play for, as you say, England youth uh, under twenty ones. Yeah. And then, of yeah. course, later, which we'll come to, you play for the full England team. Uh, yeah. And uh, we will be talking more to Rob Jones uh, after this break. This is Strictly John Keith on City Talk 105.9. Don't go away. This is Strictly John Keith on City Talk 105.9. Hello, I'm John Keith and welcome back to Strictly John Keith on City Talk 105.9. My studio guest, former Liverpool and England defender Rob Jones, who's written and published his biography. We're talking about your life and career, which you set out very uh, forthrightly and revealingly in this new book. You've written it in conjunction with your friend Paul Hassel and you've published it yourself under the imprint Kids Academy Publishing. Uh, Now, we'll talk about the significance of that title a little later, but Mm. what prompted you to do a book? Yeah, Paul approached me probably about two years ago now and, uh, you know, I had been approached before and, uh, you know, I can remember I actually got approached. I think I'd only been at Liverpool five, six months and somebody approached me about doing a... And like an autobiography then, and I sort of was like, well, you know, I've only been here six months, <laughs> yes. and he and he was like, well, yeah. there's a story to tell, you know. Mm. And I said, well, yeah, but I think I'd rather if I get the opportunity, you know, you only really do one, don't yes. you? You know, wait yes. later on, and yes. then later on in my career, I did get asked again, and I just didn't think it was the right time. But when Paul approached me two years ago, I just thought that, you know, after finishing football at an early age and probably moving on to something that. Um, was a bit different to maybe what some footballers get into of uh, you know going radio and telly and and that type of stuff. Yeah. Getting into nursery schools, I thought that there was you know a bit more of a story to tell. So yeah, decided mm. to do it, and I'm glad I did because it was you know 
it's you know bringing back memories which you know you, you do forget some of the games that you played and, yes, and stuff like that so exactly. it, it was i enjoyed doing it so paul trolled through the archives to help you did he he did help me yeah, yeah. and he was telling me some of the games yeah. that i played in and, and what i'd yeah. done and it brought back some good memories yeah. yes well indeed well in the previous segment we got to the stage in your career story you signed for crew uh you were progressing well he actually helped them win promotion then from division four in 1989 which must have been great that was yeah it was a, yeah. it was a great time for for crew and and, and dario and it was uh we played uh it was tram last game of the season and uh if we if we drew uh both us and Tramia went up, and, and that's exactly what happened. You both so went up, you both yes. went up. So it was it was a good party atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, I bet it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dario, very proud and pleased. Yeah, he is. You know, Dario is he's, he's a great manager. Um, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, I suppose I was lucky that you know I, I found someone like him that you know brought me up through the ranks and uh, yeah. and and showed me the showed me the way really. Yeah. Uh, and he, he he was great for you know he's the type of manager that. You know, he's not a sheltering a baller all the time. You know, mm. and sometimes he'll he'll take you to the side and explain piece to you personally, yeah, what and... what you should be doing rather mm. than uh, yeah. you know shouting at you. Now then, there you are, a crew. You're attracting the attention of a lot of clubs, I think. But when did you learn of Liverpool's interest? Was it uh, something Dario told you about? Not really. Uh, we we played a game on the uh, Wednesday, and we had heard around the change rooms that. Somebody from Liverpool was there. I think they'd come to have a look at another player. Um, so it didn't really bother me, you know, too much. I, you know, you, th you hear of scouts yes. coming to, you know, most lower league games. And then it was it was the Thursday after, so it was obviously the day after. I'd been out and I'd come home. There was a message on the answer machine from uh, Dario. Now, for Dario to ring you at home was uh, very, very rare. You yeah. know, <laughs> as I said, I didn't even know he had my phone number. And um, so I rang him back and uh, he asked me if I was sitting down and yeah. <laughs> and he said that Liverpool had uh, approached them and put an offer in for me and uh, they yeah. were interested in signing me. Uh, and the shock was just uh, yeah. unbelievable. I mean, Liverpool was a, a club, obviously through my granddad, I'd supported as a kid. And uh, here I was going to have the opportunity to sign for them. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that phone call was quite emotional, you know. It, it, it was, was, as you said, a massive, massive shock. And he just yeah. said, Kenny Swain, who played for Crew at the time, um, yeah. he'll, cause he, I'd never had agents, he didn't really have agents no. then. And uh, Kenny Swain will pick you up and uh, uh, take you to Anfield the next day. Fantastic. So, uh, as you said, I didn't sleep much that night. I bet you didn't. <laughs> well, by sheer coincidence, on the way in to Radio City today to do this show, on the train was Peter Robinson, who was right. then chief exec at Liverpool. Mm. And I told him you were coming on the show. Mm. And he said, well, I'll tell you the story of how we signed him. Right. He said, Tom Saunders, who was a great man of yeah. Anfield, former manager of the England youth team, a boot room man, and then a director. Yeah. He went to Graham Sooners and said, look, we're looking at too many foreign players. Let's go and look down the divisions at some of the bright young English players. Let's try and find some. Mm. So that day, they went to watch crew, and there yeah. you were. They spotted you, and it all happened as quickly as that. Well, that's how sometimes, as you say, yeah. it's fate. It, it can yeah. happen like that, can't it? I mean, I do know that Tom Saunders was there. I mean, uh, when I went to Liverpool the next day, uh, when I went to meet Graham, mm. uh, Tom was there as well. He was, yeah. you know, always with Graham, and uh, you know, he's a, a gentleman as well. I mean, oh, yes. he knew my granddad as well. Through, oh, indeed. Yeah, so mm. uh, he was, uh, he was a gentleman. Yeah, yeah. he's a former headmaster as well. That's right. Tom, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you were. I mean, you were in the dressing room with some of your idols, then, weren't you? Suddenly? Yeah. Um, again, Rushy and was it Rushy, Steve Nichol, John Barnes? They were 
It was all. You mentioned them. Them yeah, the I mean, because you know, a couple of months before, you know, I was standing on the cop, you know, watching them, and you know, to get that call, it, yeah. it was a, literally yeah. a dream come true. Because so, the cop was still standing. Yeah, there, it was then. It? Yeah, yeah. And uh, we used to get the train with a couple of my friends from Ellesmere Port, and you know, get off and walk up to Anfield and yeah. go and stand in the cop and, and cheer them on. And to be on the other side was just, uh, you know, an unbelievable experience. Yeah. Mm. Can you remember? When you actually put pen to paper, you're, you said it was emotional. Mm. I mean, can you remember your feelings? Yeah, I, I can remember Dario saying to me on, as well before I went, he said, listen, if they don't offer you the, the money uh, that you, you want, you know, you're very welcome to come back. You know, <laughs> I just, yeah, it's like, yeah, cheers, Dario. But I'll, uh, I'll be signing <laughs> well, it's for nice whatever. To know, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Well, as you say, it was nice for, yes. to, you know, I didn't want him to, I, I suppose he didn't want me to think there was pressure that no. I had to go and sign if, mm. if I wasn't happy. But, mm. You know, I was signing whatever. You know, the the money just didn't really matter. Um, signed the contract and uh, and and it was done then. And yeah. It was uh, it was great. And then um, Graham uh, drove me because in those days you you um, you got changed at Anfield and you training at Melwood. So yes. Graham took me over to uh, to Melwood to train with the lads for the first time. And yeah. uh, that was when he mentioned to me in the car. You know. You By know, the way, yeah, we're playing against Manchester United <laughs> on the Sunday. Yeah, on the this Sunday. was the Friday. Yeah, the Friday, live on TV. Yeah, do you think you could cope with it? I'm thinking of putting you in, <laughs> and uh, obviously, I just said, yeah, of course I could. You know, trying to look confident and that. But <laughs> yeah, Ryan Giggs, yeah. does it matter? Exactly. And yeah. um, you know, I knew he wasn't joking, but again, it was just like you know, what's like, what's going on here? One minute I'm signing for Liverpool because in those days, again, you, you'd sign for Liverpool as a kid. And you'd play in the reserves for a couple Indeed. of years. Oh, very few players did. Yeah, Liverpool did. had a great reserve team there. Yes. And um, we went to Melwood, uh, threw me in in training, and uh, coped okay. Actually, you know, I was, you know, I, I think I was thinking to myself, listen, I know you with all these stars and, and your heroes, but you're really blanket out of your mind. You're yeah. here to play football. I bet some pieces of advice from Dario came through, did they? There. Yeah. Well, really. It, it, you know, before I went as well, he just said, listen, just go and enjoy it and yeah. you know, do whatever yeah. you want. As yeah. you say, if you don't want to sign, yeah. you're very welcome to come back. Yeah. And that training session was great. You know, the uh, Steve McMahon uh, helped me uh, get into it with a two-footed challenge within my, with no, my first No, Steve tour. McMahon Yeah, I know you're surprised that. there, aren't no. you? Yeah, yeah. So, and who uh, was that on, Rob? It was me, yeah. Oh, on so you? So he did it on oh, me. Sorry, yeah, yes. so he... Oh. Uh, um, but then oh. you know you think that that's what they do in training. Yeah. Uh, you know, in crew it wasn't like that at all. No, so no. Um, it, it was good. And then went back and, and signed the forms straight away. Yeah. And that was again when Graham said, you know, yeah, I'm definitely thinking of uh, playing on Sunday. Yeah. And it was um, three hundred thousand pound they paid for you in October 1991 on the Friday, as you say. The Sunday was the game. Now crew, of course, had dropped by then. Had dropped back into Division Four, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, that's right. So you're going right the way from one end to the other. Yeah. United were top of the league at yeah. that stage. Eventually lost it to Leeds, but there you were, right back at Old Trafford, facing Ryan Giggs, as I said, um, some player. Yeah, oh, brilliant player. I mean, he, you know, even you know, he's still going strong now, isn't he? You know, he's adapted his play now yeah. to yeah. you know in midfield, and uh, he's just he's had a great career, and he's yeah. been a it's been a privilege to play against him, and mm. as you say, especially. He said a little bit in the book, I was which going was to nice say, as well. He hasn't know. just said a little bit. Yeah. He's been very, very complimentary. He said, You're the, there's been no better right-back he's ever played against than you Yeah, from that day. Yeah, which, which is, is obviously very, very uh, wonderful nice. Wonderful piece yeah, by Ryan. To, for him to say that, yeah. yeah. Um, but on that, uh, you know, going back to that Old Trafford game, I mean, Graham said to me, you know, go mark him and just... And, 
play your game and uh you know, I think early doors I got a few good touches and um, Which is just, always important. yeah, and it gave me some confidence then. Yeah. Um and I suppose it probably helped as well being away. I mean, um at Old Trafford, you know, everyone yeah. screaming yeah. and shouting at you, <laughs> yeah. wanting you to play bad, but you know, I got a few early touches it and brings uh, a bit of determination out, I would have thought. Yeah, it did and it, yeah. it, it, it you know, I didn't even think that the telly, you know, I wasn't thinking, oh, it's live on telly as no. well. If I make a mistake, you know, that's no. it. Just got on with playing football and tried to, you know, blank out everything else that was around you. Well, the team got a nil-nil draw. Liverpool mm. were then, I think, 13th in the top flight at that stage. Yeah. Uh, United top. You got a nil-nil draw. But you were hailed as man of the match. Not just a good, day, but man of the match. Which Yeah, I mean, as you say, it was great. <laughs> it, was a per- it was a perfect debut for me. Obviously, if we'd have got the... The win, it would have been even better. But, uh, yeah, I think in the end, the, the occasion got to me. I think the, the stress of uh, the last few days, and I ended up coming off, I think it was about 15 minutes ago, with well, uh, cramp. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, going from the fourth division to uh, Division 1, as it was then, yeah. you know, it's, it's a bit of yeah. a it's a big step and a, a yeah. lot more running than I was probably used to. Yeah. I was going to ask you about Graham as a manager because um, certain players have been less than complimentary about him as a manager. Uh, he's a big country. I mean, he was one of the finest Liverpool players I've ever seen. But as a manager, there was, there is a school of thought that he wasn't the best man manager. Now mm. you played for him. What, what's your view? For on me that? personally, I mean, I say I always stick up for him. But you know, he bought me, and yeah. when I was there, you know, he was great with me. He really was. Mm. Uh, you know, but you don't you have to I, speak as you find. I exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I came in as a as a young player, and if there was some things going on around the changing rooms, I I was I'd completely stay out of it anyway, and just keep my head down and sure. concentrate on my football. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, he, you know, Graham come in, and I know a few people say, you know, he come in, he tried to change things too quick. But yeah. I know one of the things was not getting changed at Anfield. But that was nothing and, to do with him, was it? Yeah, but. You know, look at all the clubs now. They yeah. all do it. They yeah, all all built these yeah. you know training grounds and, yeah. and look at Melwood now. So you know, I know you know. I think he'd learned a lot from Italy, and that's what they used sure. to do in Italy. And he wanted a canteen with healthier food and stuff like that. So I think what he what he was doing was was, was right. It was just Liverpool were obviously changing, and because yeah. they weren't getting the results that they were getting in, you know, well probably well yeah. two years before, yeah. um, you know, he, he was probably easy to blame because yeah. somebody. Only recently on radio I had came out with a statistic which is well known that Liverpool haven't won the league since the boot room went in yeah. Anfield. But mm. I mean, statistics can be yeah. can, can be coincidences as well, can't they? Yeah, I know even though the, the boot room went, because uh, it went when I was there. Um, yes, exactly. You know, you know, Ronnie Moran, Roy Evans and, you know, Sunas and Tom Saunders and all that, they all you still used to get together yeah, and... Have their drink after yeah. the game and talk yeah. through the game and, yeah. and, and stuff like that, and probably have their little glass of whiskey and stuff. So, yeah. yes. you know, you, you yes. can't see that it had yeah. you know too much effect, can you? But no. it's a statistic, no. isn't it? But you had a meteoric rise at Liverpool. I mean, four months later, you were playing for England, weren't you? That's right. I mean, you know, I got a few good games under my belt for Liverpool and uh, sort of established myself really in the first team. So, uh, Graham Taylor was the manager then, and um, he uh, obviously thought you know give him a chance you know I know he's still young why not and uh, I went there but as Graham said to me uh, Graham Taylor he just said you know I'd really um, bring you into the uh, the squad just for the experience really but he said he wasn't intending playing me against France but uh, there was an injury Uh, I think it was David Rowcastle got a a knock in training and uh, that's when he you know, brought me up and it was, it was great for me again. Fantastic. Well, yeah. we'll pick that up uh, in the in the next segment. I'm talking to Rob Jones, 
I'm John Keith. This is Strictly John Keith on City Talk 105.9. We'll be back after this break. This is Strictly John Keith on City Talk 105.9. Hello, I'm John Keith and welcome back to Strictly John Keith on City Talk 105.9. My studio guest, former Liverpool and England fullback Rob Jones. We got to the point in the story where just four months after signing for Liverpool, making a great debut against Manchester United, Rob is called up by Graham Taylor for England. And at first, Rob, you didn't know you were going to play, but in you went and against a, a very celebrated French player as well. Yeah, well, France hadn't been, I think it was two years, hadn't been beaten for. So uh, we knew it was going to be a, a difficult game. And uh, yeah, you know, we, we had uh, Alan Shearer, um, Martin Keown also made the debuts with me. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was a good game and a good result for us. We ended up winning 2 0. And. Uh, Jean-Pierre Papin, who an absolute legend in them days, uh, yeah. you know, was coming out and I ended up marking him for the majority of the game. <laughs> so to be stood yeah. next to a player like that when yeah. six months earlier I was uh, playing at Gresty Road, no disrespect, and lower fourth division clubs, it was a, it was a big step up, yeah. So your debut for Liverpool against Ryan Giggs, your debut for England against Jean-Pierre Papin. Yeah. You do pick them, don't you? It doesn't get any better than that, <laughs> does it? Yeah. <laughs> and you had a good game because I've been reading reports about it and uh, it was your... The corner you won, uh, Alan Shearer scored on on his debut, his first England goal. Yeah, yeah, I can remember the game. I mean, I, mm. I, again, I got some good early touches, which I always think is Im- important in a in a game. And uh, yeah. my confidence just grew. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I got forward quite a lot and got back defending. So yeah, it was a, it was a good game and a good a good result. Yeah, and if that wasn't good to be going along with, the end of that season, Liverpool finished sixth in the league. You won the FA Cup. Yeah, as you say, it's it's two nil over Sunderland. Dreams come true, isn't it? Yeah, I yeah. mean, it was yeah, it was. Uh, you know, we we did well to get there. You know, um, I think there was there was a lot of pressure on uh, Graham Souness that you know, that year to, well, to get results. Yeah, and he just emerged from his triple heart bypass. That's right. Made so that th- dramatic entrance onto the Wembley pitch. Didn't that's he, right. To, well, we were to told, yeah, on the I think it was, it was the semi final, and we were told then he uh, he um, stopped the coach on the way back, and we went for a, a beer in a hotel, and he just announced to us, and obviously it was a big shock for yeah. us. We we didn't know anything about big it shock at all, for everyone, but everybody, yeah, and uh, we all wished him well, and uh, we thought from then on, you know, it'd be nice if we go and you know win the FA Cup for him at least, and yes. uh, he came out of hospital, and as you say, he managed to. Walk on to Wembley, but with the the doctor, the doc next to him, right. just to make sure that yeah. uh, he didn't cheer too much. Uh, it was like something out of a movie, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah, it really was dramatic. But it was nice for Ronnie Moran then as well. You know, the, yes. the years Caretaker that he'd been manager, there, yeah, yes. and uh, to yes. walk the team out. I know he was very proud. Then. And of course, it had happened. He'd gone in for his operation after you'd drawn with Portsmouth at Highbury. Yeah. So you still had to negotiate the replay. That's right. Which Ronnie was yeah. acting manager. So there you were, and. Um, I think you were well worth the, the win over Sunderland, weren't you? Yeah, I think so. It's yeah. always hard, isn't it, playing the in the cup competitions, the lower teams, as you yeah. say. And uh, yes. you know they, they had the chances and they put a lot of pressure on mm. us. But mm. in the end of the day, we, uh, we, we kept our cool and, yeah. and came out winners, which was brilliant. Michael Thomas and Ian Rush getting the goals. Two good goals, yeah. Yeah. There you were. It must have been wonderful holding the medal. Was yeah. Well, originally when we we came down, we got given the losers' medals. You didn't. Uh, yeah. Oh, I remember the story yeah, now. So we, yes. we brought the losers' medals down. <laughs> I hadn't even looked, and then um, um, I think it was somebody from the FA. That's was, a great was, quiz question. Was rushing round, yeah, trying yeah. to trying to. I only just got my medal, and he was trying to take it off me. So uh, 
<laughs> then obviously I realised that it's it's, uh, yeah, it was the wrong one. So I was, I was happy to get the the winner's medal in the end. It's a great story, that. <laughs> yeah, great story. So um, you must have felt then I made the right decision <laughs> joining Liverpool. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't a hard decision. No. You know, growing no. up, I've said before, it was an absolute dream come true for me. And uh, in that full season, to sign for Liverpool play for England and win an FA Cup medal was a was a dream come true. Absolutely, yeah. And I think it was very shortly after the Wembley game, maybe even being the following Monday, the shin splints really got you, didn't they? Yeah, well, I'd been struggling with the shin splints for a while, probably a couple of months, uh, and Liverpool did know about it, obviously, and, uh, and England. And yeah. um, getting close to the FA Cup final, I was missing a couple of days of training, you know, trying to get the shins to uh, sort of calm down a little bit. Yeah. But anyway, after the FA Cup final, uh, I joined up with England and um, Graeme Taylor asked me out. How, how he obviously had been informed by Graeme Sooners, you know, yeah. that I'd had the problem. He asked me how I was feeling. I said, yeah, they, you know, they, they weren't too bad, but it, it's hard to explain. But when you run, it's like having glass in your shins. Yeah, so yeah. it was very uncomfortable. Um, but obviously at that age and eager to play football, mm. you know, yeah, didn't, didn't want to uh, stop yeah. playing at all. But... Um, to be honest, he was he was fine, and he said he he sent me away for um, a scan with the England doctor, some more scans and some more tests just to see what the the problem was, yeah. and uh, the results that come back weren't the best. Um, as the surgeon said, a lot of dirt or muck in there that was causing the the really? the, the mm-hmm. problems. Mm-hmm. So Graham Taylor said to me, you know, he he couldn't risk taking me to uh, Euro yeah Euro ninety two for mm-hmm. the for the finals because after one game if I broke down he, he would struggle so it was a disappointment yeah, for me but was. as he said and uh, Graham Sooner said listen just you know you've had a, a good season and a hard season yeah. get yourself on holiday yeah. and the rest should do your shins uh, the world are good yes well, well you went on to win a total of eight caps with England but in January 1994 of course after that uh, home FA Cup defeat by Bristol City Graham Sooner's resigned he left mm. that must have been a shock to you the guy had brought you into the club yeah it was and um you know never you know everything that happens at the club and, and things like that and he, sometimes i suppose it may happen sometimes but the manager will come in and say bye and that but we never really got the opportunity no, i mean the way I he know. went he you know yeah. he, he just literally yeah. went and I, I never saw him again never got no. a chance to uh, it speak was a dramatic to him. night that. yeah it was only yeah. funny enough um it was probably 18 months ago i was on a beach in Dubai and, and there he was and I hadn't seen him really? since so it was nice to catch up with him and and thank him for the for signing me and giving me the opportunity yeah. to play for Liverpool well so I'll never forget again. that night because I was in the press room after the game when one of the stewards came in and said uh, the manager wants to see you I said what mm. so I went in and there was Tom Saunders and Graham and Graham gave me a statement which virtually said I'm leaving and went mm-hmm. back and had to t- that's how it happened yeah yeah it's amazing yeah, yeah it was just out of the blue wasn't it really indeed um well Roy, after a brief couple of games I think with Ronnie Roy Evans took over now Roy he was uh, a terrific guy wasn't he to yeah. manage Roy, Roy was great I mean yeah. he gets a bit of criticism now he wasn't hard enough or strong enough he but, does doesn't yeah, he? But yeah I, but I didn't find that I mean again he's a gentleman yeah, yeah he's a really nice fella Roy but Again, if, you know, if you were doing something wrong on the pitch in the change rooms, he'd, he'd sure, give you a right good telling yeah. off, you know. Uh, yeah. He was Liverpool through and through as well. And if it wasn't him telling you off, he had Ronnie Moran there. <laughs> yes. So uh, had the backup boys, He had the yeah. backup one oh, there, yeah. so uh, <laughs> yeah. don't worry about that. That's right, um, yeah. so, And he created some very entertaining teams, did Roy. 
If you look at the league placings, given the way it is now with uh, top four going into the Champions League, they'd have been in Europe every year. Yeah, well, as I say, we were always up there, weren't yeah, we? Um, exactly, yeah. And, uh, you know, Roy was great and, and he bought some good players and yeah. very, very attacking. I mean, um, even Jason McAteer came in then and, mm. you know, with me, him, Stephen Manaman, Robbie Fowler, Jamie Redknapp, yeah, you know, yeah. Mark Wright at the back and uh, John Scales. We had a good team. Yeah, you did. You know, and, uh, you know, we were close a couple of times. It was just that, I suppose, at that stage, Manchester United just seemed to be that little bit better or, or yeah. if you say, more consistent than what yeah. we were. Yeah, things don't change, do they? No, no. <laughs> they will. But they will, they will. There, he says confidently. Now, of course, you went back to Wembley again, of course, in April 95. You collected another winner's medal in the League Cup final this time. Yeah. It's Bolton. I, yeah, and again, you know, it doesn't matter what cup it is you get your chance to play at Wembley uh, you've got to go there enjoy it and uh, and it was a, a good game Bolton put a, a great fight on yeah. and uh, but we came out winners in the end which was as you say another medal and uh, yeah. another another game at Wembley two goals from Stevie McManaman who had a great game didn't brilliant you? on that day yeah. wasn't he yeah, yeah I mean fantastic. he could uh, you know I always say with him he, he could run as fast with the ball as yeah. without the ball the yeah. ball used to just like stick to his foot didn't it and yeah. uh, he was, he was Privilege and it was great to play with him. No surprise to you that he starred for Real Madrid after that. Yeah, I think it was a good move for him to be mm. honest. I know uh, whatever went on, but um, when he went to Real Madrid, and I was lucky enough to go there and, and watch. There's a, a lovely of games picture in him. the book of you having dinner in Madrid. That's you right. And, yeah, you and your wife and Steve and his wife. Well, he was great to us. Yeah. Um, you know, when I when I finished my career, you know, he was very quick to say, "Listen, you know." He booked us a flight, get yourself over to Madrid and try and get your mind off it. And uh, you know, it was nice of him to do that, considering you know the big step that he and the pressure that he had Indeed. of going to play with uh, game yeah. well with Real Madrid. And you're still pally now, aren't you? Yeah, still yeah. pally. Yeah, yeah. great, great. Well, sadly, a fractured vertebrae, I think it was, ended yeah. your hopes of making Euro '96. Um, Terry Venables, then of course England manager, and eventually you got the knee problem that was to prove the career-ending. Injury wasn't it? Mm, that's At right. Twenty-seven. Prior to that, of course, you'd switched to a left-sided role, then, hadn't you? Yeah. And um, he went back to Wembley again. This time, lost to Manchester United one-nil in the nineteen ninety-six FA Cup final. Eric Cantona's goal five minutes from the end. Um, obviously, very disappointing. But even more disappointing, this knee injury, Rob. You, well, tell us what happened. I think your last uh, appearance was a four-one defeat at Chelsea in April nineteen ninety-eight. Yeah. Uh, and that summer, Monsieur Gerard Houllier arrived as manager. Yeah, well, that's right. As a joint yeah. manager with Roy Evans. With Roy, yeah, it was a bit weird for us all, really, when 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 that happened. Um, but yeah, the knee injury was just um, it was just one of them. Just you know, as, as many operations as I had, just couldn't get rid of the problem. You know, yeah. seeing you know the some of the best surgeons and the recovery, uh, rehabilitation, tried to do it different ways and you know we, we tried everything and it just uh, we just could not get this knee uh, right at all now um but gerard uh Julier you, came in mm. you know with with roy and uh, which i think was a ridiculous decision yeah when you look back now as well it seems even joint managers yeah it's never gonna no. work and it, and it was difficult for the for the players i mean we knew roy was our manager so you know and it probably was you know, weird and difficult for Gerard Houllier coming in because if I went to talk to somebody, you know, like the majority of the lads, you go and talk to Roy because you know yes. he'd been the manager and yeah. he still was. Yeah. And uh, yes. it, it, it was it was a weird one. There's a phrase in your book where you say it was almost like Houllier was a silent assassin, which <laughs> rather took my eye. And there's another 
paragraph, which <clears throat> as it's going out at uh, for, as a family show, I can't really read out. But clearly you felt very strongly about it at that time, Roy. Rob. Yeah, and <clears throat> I think all it was was, um, you know, as I said, we, you know, Roy was our manager and we, we just sort of stuck that side, mm. you know, but... Mm. Um, I'd had a, a, a knee problem for, for quite a while and I understood with Gerard Houllier coming in. Um, he wanted new players that he want, you know, that he wanted to buy or yeah. whatever to, to yeah. come in, you know, and he was trying to get me off the treatment table and it was just it was only it was a comment once that he, he came into the treatment room and, and mentioned that, you know, he wanted me out there and I just wasn't right. I was probably about seven to ten days off what I thought. I mean, yeah. when I when I knew that hopefully my knee would be right. Yeah. And uh he he mentioned to the physio that uh, he thought that it was possibly in my mind, and I was getting really? too used mm. to mm. being in the treatment room, and and oh. that really upset me. I, I mean, did, yeah. I was fighting for my career here, yeah. and uh, you know, I was going oh. through some really bad times. You don't want to hear that, do you? No, but I understand. He just want he probably wanted to have a look at me and get me out mm. there, but mm. probably wasn't the right thing to to say. Yeah. I did go out, you know, because I wanted to try and prove to him myself. So I probably went out probably ten days earlier than I should do. And uh, it, it didn't work out again. My knee broke down you after went a two few trial days. games at West Ham for Harry, didn't you, Harry Redner? That's right. Yeah, because yeah. my contract had finished at Liverpool, so yeah. obviously I was without a club. And um, yeah. Harry had said to me, "You know, listen, come down here. Have a uh, there's a contract on the table for you. We'll have you if you can prove your fitness." So I went down there. Um, you know, moved all the family down. I really wanted to give it a go. You know, I wanted. Yes. You know, I was 27 years of age. I wanted my yeah, career to, to kick start yeah, and. Yeah. In the back of my mind, I sort of knew that my knee wasn't right, but I had to give it one yeah, more go, yeah. and um, it just it was swelling from the start. And I played half a game in a uh, into Toto Cup game in Norway, and it broke down again. Went to a surgeon, and uh, they obviously gave me the news that the hard, uh, the the hard, hard news word, that yeah. even though it was in the back of my mind, think you just always think it never happened to you, but sadly it did. But since you hung up your boots in 1999, you and your wife Sue have set up a children's nursery business called Kids Academy Nursery Group, which is why the imprint of your book is called Kids Academy. Uh, it began in Stockton Heath and now it's international, isn't it? Which is fantastic. Yeah, it's gone really, really well. Yeah, and, uh, I've, I've enjoyed being a part of it. Uh, you know, when I first uh, finished playing, you know, as you can imagine at 27, what do you do? And uh, we just really didn't know. I was moping around for probably yeah. six months thinking, you know, yeah. lying in bed and, yeah, and stuff like that. It must be awful that. to adjust was, to that. Yeah. It is difficult. Yeah. I mean, players say it's difficult when you're 35, but I was 27 where, you know, you should be at your peak of your career. Yeah. So it was difficult for me, uh, but I had a strong family around me and uh, I got out of it. And uh, my wife has always been interested in childcare and um, she went back to uh, college for six months to learn a bit more about it or to train. I went looking for a property, found one in Stockton Heath, and it sort of took Wonderful. off from there, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, well done, Rob. The book is called Robbed, My Liverpool Life, The Rob Jones Story. It's published by Kids Academy Publishing at £8.99 plus £2.50 postage. And every copy, by the way... Rob will sign personally, and you can buy it by going to www.robjonesbook.co.uk and it's also available on Amazon as well, but I can certainly recommend it. Rob, thanks for being my guest. It's been great well, to have you on. Thanks for inviting me. I've enjoyed it. So brilliant. from Rob Jones and myself, John Keith, from this edition of Strictly John Keith, goodbye. Strictly John Keith. City Talk 105.9.